it, it really is our joy to be with you today. And I want to start by sharing this encounter. Then my husband will bring some teaching around it and then you will have an opportunity to respond to the Lord today. So my husband and I, we went to a prayer retreat in a place in New South Wales that we call Prayer Mountain. And as soon as we walked into the prayer room, I was immediately taken up into the Spirit with the Lord, caught up in the supernatural glory realm. And it was just like the Apostle John's encounter in Revelations 4 verses 1 to 6. But my husband and I, we were side by side and we did not speak for five hours. It was so profound that when we came out of it, we wrote a book. The book is called Seated and it will be um, released soon. So let me just read Revelation chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 to start with. And this is the Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos being persecuted for his faith. He says in verse 4, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was caught up in the Spirit. This is John. And before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Oh, just like that Apostle John, I heard a voice say to me, Katie, come up here. And I knew by the kind but firm boom in the voice that it was the Lord calling me into Himself. And He was, he was wanting to show me by that spirit to spirit transaction, wanting to show me something of the glory realm that I'd not experienced before. He said, seek me and I will show you the blueprints for, his, for what is to come. So here I, here I am, Revelation 4, encountering. From this high place before me, I could see a number of portals and these portals were going down to Prayer Mountain. In the encounter, Prayer Mountain represented the Bride of Christ. So there were portals opening to the Bride of Christ. And in 2024 and beyond, I believe that we will see many of us go into the open door. We know Jesus is the open door. We will go in the open door to encounter the deeper things of the Father's heart in the spirit realm. And these will be encounters to equip the bride to combat the deep darkness that Isaiah 60 verse 2 talks about. We know the days we are in. And these encounters will fill us with the light of Christ, the hope of glory. <laughs> And as we, as we take hold of that, we will reflect the divine union that we have with Him, a complete merger with Christ. Wow, it will be in these realms, we will be armed with heavenly weaponry. Come on, heavenly weaponry to take the battle that's raging here around us. And to also see the prophetic promises of God that have been spoken over your lives, over your 
families' lives over the city, over the region, this Central Coast region. There are promises to be had. Oh. And through Jesus as the gateway to the glory, I believe that we will see gates to the cities, the regions and nations open right before us. And this is so that we can make a way for the King of glory to come in and through us because He wants to release His glory. It will be experiences and we will find that we will be empowered to break territorial spirits that, and territorial strongholds that haven't been able to be broken before from the land and that will free the land from the bondage of decay and it will empower us as sons and daughters to arise and take our place, our rightful place. So we will be released to co-rule and reign with Christ in ways that we've never been before. So I wanna say to you, intercessors, discerners, be ready. Get your spirit ready, open it to the Lord. In September last year, the Lord spoke to me and He said, Psalm 24 for 2024. And then He said these words. He said, ascend and govern seated in the glory. Oh, I just wanna say, just stand where you are. Just stand where you are and just say, King of glory, come in and come through me in your mighty name, Jesus. Now be seated, be seated. That's it, right there, be seated. Take your seat today. I did that for a reason. The King of Glory is calling you and He wants you to be seated with Him in the heavenly realms. Ha. Huh. So Psalm 24 for 2024. In verse four it says, who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who can stand in this holy place? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. Say clean hands and a pure heart. And again, clean hands and a pure heart. You will remember that. Take that into your spirit and remember that from this moment forward. To ascend the mountain of the Lord and stand in this holy place to, is to come into the presence of the Lord to be with Him. To stand before His holiness and to enjoy full and uninterrupted communion with Him, that divine union with Christ. So here I was in the encounter, ascended high above all white noise and distraction. And the strong sense was of, of spiritually being stripped, stripped of some things and of the worldly grime to ascend and govern seated in the glory. We will be required to get rid of some things. It could be unforgiveness. It could be malice even. It could be greed. It could be um, things tucked away inside us that we're not even aware of. It could be um, unruly habits, something we've been struggling with. Well, the Lord can break that in an instant. And why are we being called to this place? Because I believe we're being called to ascension dimensions of holiness that we've not tapped. 
so that we can rule and reign with the King of glory. And I heard the Lord say these words, eat of my word, drink of my spirit, deep dive into my presence to tap the glory that awaits you. And as you host my presence, you house my glory. Come and govern with me in in the glory. There is an invitation for you today. Then I heard the Lord speaking from Psalm 24 again, but this time it was through verses 7 to 10. I'm not going to read those, but I'm actually going to share with you what the Lord spoke to me. Um, And I hear Him say, be ready. He said, open up you gates, you ancient doors of destiny. Be ready to welcome me for I am the King of glory, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Be ready for I am coming in and through you. Jesus, the King of glory, He is announcing to us today that He wants to come in and He wants to do great exploits for His glory through you, through you. This is for you. It's open to everyone. From this encounter, I was in the glory realm and with my spiritual eyes, I could see a myriad of angels and they were singing holy forever I could hear them holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty they surrounded the bride and as the bride us joined her worship with the angelic realm the bride was ushered into the chambers of heaven and from this seat this holy place I looked and I saw the angels wings And I saw them unveil the bride. But what took place before me then was astounding to me. There was a holy and royal mantling coming upon the bride, being bestowed upon her. And earlier I mentioned the encounter with the Apostle John, okay? So I want to read to you Revelations um, 4, Four. Well, actually, I'll just share. It speaks of the 24 elders seated around the throne. And immediately the equation 12 times 2 flashed before my eyes. And I believe what was being said, uh, the 12 was speaking to me of government and authority. <laughs> I believe a double portion outpouring of governmental authority is coming upon the bride in this hour. Amen? Amen. I believe that there is a fresh and weighty revelation of the mandate of the royal authority, power and identity coming to the body of Christ. And this is for the ecclesia. That's another word for the bride. That's us. The ecclesia to arise and govern, seated from the place of being seated with the Father. When Jesus ascended to begin his reign in glory, you know, he did it and then he invited us. Ephesians 2.6 tells us that we are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father. And this is the seat that we are to ascend to and govern from. At the end, you're going to have an opportunity to respond and receive from him. We believe he's pouring out even, I feel a fresh, a fresh 
rain, a fresh revelation that's falling upon you. Just open your spirit to the Lord. It's here in the glory that we commune with Him, that the divine downloads that are vital for this hour actually begin. 2024 and beyond, I believe that we're going to see in these glory realms, the words and diagrams being downloaded on people's hearts, just like um, the the artificial intelligence on um, a computer screen. I believe that that's going to be happening in the hearts of people who, who just surrender to Him. But this will be nothing artificial. It will be pure divine intelligence from heaven. And there'll be new blueprints, there'll be divine solutions, kingdom strategies and architectural designs. They're available in the glory realm. I hear him say again, hot houses of heaven. And I see a shift coming, a shift coming to the bride and it will move many from operating just out of our own flesh. No, we're trying to get this done and trying to get that done to a place where there will be a Holy Spirit empowered movement within us and we become the hot houses of heaven. both inside and outside of the church, not just for today, but to take out into our communities and region, just as Pastor Phil was saying. There's a shift coming to move many from our place of orphan heart, which we all have at some level, to move us from that striving effort to the awakening, revelation of sonship and pure adoration, the shalom rest in Him. I see new glory wine being poured out into you, into the nations as well, where we will see a shift from from where we are to take hold of our God-given identity and our destiny. We will be like the beacons and our nation will be like a beacon to other nations as we operate in the miracle of His oil and the new wine just saturated in His love. And this is what I see happening. There's going to be, I see a rise of fire-refined, five-fold servant leaders who've been in the refining fire. There are many sitting in this room today. You've been in the refining fire. Well, the Lord is calling you out from that place now to launch you as the fire refined servant leaders. They still lay out the pieces of their heart. I'm seeing people laying out the pieces of their heart before the Lord of a morning and the fire of God coming upon upon them. And He's just continuing to purify us as we do it. They will be the repairers of the breach. We can be the repairers of the breach because of Him. And that we can repair devastation of the generations that have gone before us. Oh my goodness, people will arise to lead the generation. Where's that young girl? People will arise to, to lead the generation of the next generation coming through. They will, they will come up and through. They will have fiery encounters with the living God just as you were pouring out. I see you can step into that under your beautiful, amazing pastors and leaders in this house. Thank you, Jesus. 
Yes, the world gets darker with corruption around us and deception, but the fire and the glory get brighter in through His bride. Amen. He said to me these words, go low, go deep, ascend to your seat. This is strategic direction for us. And the Lord is saying to us, in order to ascend and take our seat, we must go low and we must go deep. We must go low in humility, tender surrender to hear and respond to the whisper of the Father's heart to go deep into the sacred place, really laying aside the things of this world, to purposefully go deep with Him. In your time of intercession, in your time of prayer, and just resting in His presence, to cultivate that deepening covenant oneness with Jesus, the King of glory. And this is the key for us to ascend and unlock the glory realms. It's from this place that we appropriate the Ephesians 2, 6, seated. In 2024, I believe that as we yield in the deeper dimensions of humility, we access the ascension dimensions of holiness. This positions us to then ascend. Oh, and just as in John 1 John, John 1, 51, where you see the angels ascending and descending, those glory portals will be open for us to ascend and descend. Jesus. Mm. And I believe many believers will be ascending into this place and descending to bring back the hidden treasures stored in heavenly places that Isaiah 45.3 speaks of. They will then release the glorious riches from heaven into the earth to impact and change the, the sphere of influence that each one of us has. And I believe that the revival that we cry out for, the, the transformation that we are believing for and the reformation, the insights to that are in the deep places of the Father's heart, in the chambers that we're being ushered into. Our first response is to go low and go deep to respond to His heartbeat. And so just put your hand, I'm going to finish, put your hand on your spirit right now where you are. And I'm just going to speak something out before I hand over. Oh, Holy One, open up you gates, you ancient doors of destiny. Open up, the Spirit of God awakens you. Oh, the Spirit is awakening. He is reviving hearts to worship Him at new levels. He is reviving first love like you've not tapped before. Get ready. Get ready, C3 Tugra. Get ready, visitors. Get ready to those online listening. The King of glory is about to come in and through you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Just say, I'm ready. Amen. I'm now going to invite my anointed husband up to bring some teaching around this. Thank you. Please welcome him.
Well, it's an absolute joy to be here. I'm going to mess up these guys here by uh, just deviating a little bit from my notes. I feel like this is going to sound really simple to most of you, but I want to say to you, you're spirit beings. We, we see each other after the flesh and we judge each other after the flesh and we see each other as humans. But this is just, this is just a cloak that we wear. This is not us. Does that make sense? You, you cannot embrace what Katie's talking about if you see yourself just as a human. We have to transition from, because when we're in the world, we were people, we, our spirits were dead, we were not alive to God. But, but then we, the Spirit of God came in us and we became light. Our spirits became alive in God and we are partakers of the divine nature. And we are spirit beings clothed in flesh and blood. You cannot ascend into the heavenly realms in your flesh. You cannot ascend into the realms that Katie's talking about as a man or a woman. You're ascending as a spirit being. Does that make sense? And we have to shift our thinking from being men and women after the flesh to men and women after the spirit. Because this is irrelevant if, if we're simply appealing to people who, oh yeah, I'm born again, I've got a spirit, yeah. That, that has to be the dominant aspect of how we see ourselves. Does that make sense? And most churches, well no, God forgive me, many churches are appealing to people after the flesh. They're, they're trying to cater to people after the flesh and I love the worship team and what you did here because it's activating your spirit and it's activating the realms of heaven and releasing the realms of heaven amongst you and and if church is not about engaging with the God of heaven if church is not about releasing you into heavenly realms if the church is not about taking you into heavenly realms and drawing from heaven to earth that, that's our mission in life. Our mission in life is to ascend into the heavenly realms and pull from the heavenly realms the kingdom of heaven and release it on the earth as the people of God. That, that When Jesus said, pray like this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, he, he says, I have now made you spirit beings. You now have an open door into the heavens. As Katie was saying, the door is open and we now have access into the, the throne room of God and he wants us as spirit beings to draw on, on, on that to transform the earth. You and I will not transform the earth in our humanity. Is that true? We, we will transform the earth as spirit beings empowered by the Holy Spirit, moved by the power of God touching lives as Jesus was. Jesus didn't see himself as a man after the flesh. He was the son of God. He knew who he was and he walked in the power of God because he understood who he was as a spirit being. And I just want to say to you, I want to title what I want to share. You are not who you were and you're not where you were. Now just kind of I'm, I'm going to come back to that. But you are not who you were and you are not where you were. And this will make sense in a minute. 
to understand, put what I want to share into some context, we have to understand what is God's ultimate purpose in creation? What is his ultimate purpose in history? The ultimate purpose of God for which all history is moving, the ultimate end of it all is that the Son of God is going to take a bride. And then in the ages to come, so the Bible speaks of the time-space realm we live in, he will return, the, the heavens will be consumed by fire, the elements will melt, there'll be a new heaven, a new earth, and this dispensation of time will come to an end. And you and I, as eternal beings, will step into a new dispensation. We will step into that dispensation as part of the bride of Christ, seated with our heavenly bridegroom, ruling and reigning over the nations of the earth, but there will be no sea, and it will look very different to what it looks like now. But we're in this dispensation of grace, this church era, but that's not all there is. That's not God's end goal. His end goal is he's taking a bride. The purpose of all history from Adam right through to the coming of Christ is one thing. That is, he's taking a bride for his son. Nothing, all, all the rest of what's going on around us, wars and rumours of wars, and is, is only relevant to the extent that it impacts on the bride. Because when it's all said and done, all of history will pass and mean nothing except that out of history, his son took a bride. Does that make sense? So, so we have to see that that's the end goal, that God is raising up a church, perfecting a church, bringing her into maturity, pouring his glory on her, teaching her how to rule and reign in the heavenly realms. He's, he's, he, and he's put, left the devil here. You know, the, Jesus could wipe out the devil with a breath. It, it's not that Jesus is too concerned about the devil, but the devil serves an important purpose. The important purpose is that we can learn to, to exercise authority and dominion in the earth now when there's opposition. The, he's equipping the bride for government. What you're going through in life is your equipping for your place in the bride of Christ, to take your seat with him in the heavenly realms. So in Isaiah, when Jesus was born, Isaiah 9, thanks guys, it says, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He will reign on David's throne and his kingdom, his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and he will establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness. That, that was the reason for the coming of Messiah, that he would establish a kingdom that kingdom would know no end. It would be an eternal kingdom of the increase of his government and peace. There would be no end that he would govern and rule the nations of the earth and seated with him will be his bride. And we read in Revelations 19, hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty, let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. And the angel said, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. But God has left the devil in the earth for us to learn to rule and reign in life. 
And if we look at Revelation 3, 2, it says, To him who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, even as I overcame and sat with my father on his throne. In Revelation 2, we read, To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give him authority over the nations. Do you know we're being, we're being equipped to have authority over the nations? We're being equipped to sit with him on his throne. And, and in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 2 and 3, it says, Do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? Do you know that the people of God are going to judge the world? The generations of humanity, that's the responsibility of us. And if you were to judge the world and you're not competent to judge trivial cases, do you not know that we will judge angels so that it's the responsibility of the church to actually judge the world and angels? I mean, there is significant responsibility that the bride is being equipped for in these days. And what Katie's sharing is God is wanting to release new realms of authority to the church. And these are not realms of authority that you can access as a, as a human in your humanity. That's, that's not where you will access them. You will access them by stepping into spiritual realms and taking your seat with Christ. Now, I'm going to just take a minute to look at how we got to be seated with him. I liked it when Julie was talking about we are in Christ, Christ is in us. You know, at the cross, an incredible thing took place. We were united into Christ. His death was our death. When, when he died, we died. And that's how our body of sin was dealt with. We, 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 I, don't ask me to explain it any more than I can explain how bread becomes the body of Christ and we participate in his life through consuming his body. But there's a mystery, and the mystery is this, that we were united with Christ in his death. And when Christ died and the nails were put into his hands and feet, we, we died in him. And then we were raised, and I'll read that to you. In Romans 6, it says... Do you not know that all those who are baptised in Christ have been baptised into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God, we may walk in newness of life. For we became united with him in the likeness of his death, so we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing that our old self was crucified with him in order the body of sin might be done away with. And then Ephesians 2 says, not only were we united with him in the nature of his death, but it says, we were made alive together with Christ and we were raised with him and we were seated with him in the heavenly realms. Christ took us and he placed us into Christ and we were united into him. And when he died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he was raised, we were raised. 
And when he ascended into glory, we ascended into glory with him. And when he was seated far above all realms and authorities and every name that can be named in this world and in the ages to come, we were seated with him in Christ. And right now, in the realm of the spirit, not in the realm of the flesh, in the realm of the flesh, we're sitting here in this auditorium, but in the realm of the spirit, we are now seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. That's, and, and we can ascend to take our seat. But the truth is, we can step into the reality of that now. And God wants us to step into the reality of we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms today to co-rule and reign with him. So what does that look like? First of all, Jesus destroyed the works of the enemy, the hell, the grave. He destroyed the, and he declared from the cross, it is finished, it is done. So he is now seated on the throne. What the throne says is, devil, you lost, I won. And, and he, the work is finished. When we're seated with him, we're seated in his finished work. We're, we're not fighting the devil. If, if we're fighting the devil at this level, we're going to get whooped. But if we're fighting the devil from the throne... We're sitting in the finished works of Christ, far above all authority and power and dominion and every name that can be named. That's where your power and authority over the devil comes from, from being seated in him. Does that make sense? So we're seated in him in the heavenly realms. And so when the devil comes to affect our finances, our kids, our sickness, our health, we stand in the finished work of Christ and from our throne we declare, devil, Jesus Christ has whipped you at Calvary. Your power is destroyed. I take authority over you now in the name of Jesus Christ who defeated you 2,000 years ago and I say sickness, disease, infirmity, be gone in Jesus' name. See, we're not positioning ourselves because of any merit in us we're positioning ourselves because of the merit of the finished work of Christ. And we're saying, in the finished work of Christ, he is the victor, and we're standing in his finished work, seated with him as his ambassadors, pushing back the powers of darkness and enforcing the victory that he won 2,000 years ago. Amen? We're not fighting for the victory. The victory's been won. But, but we are standing in that victory and we are saying to the devil, you're encroaching, you're trespassing, be gone in Jesus' name. We're not fighting to try and beat the devil. That's done. That's finished. We just have to remind him that he's lost the fight and he's one day going to be cast into outer darkness, into the pit and chained forever and ever. But, but but we're not fighting to win a victory. The victory's won. And when we take our seat in Christ in the heavenly realms, we stand in that victory and we, we make declarations from that point of victory. The other thing about being seated, when Christ took his seat, you know the contrast to that is busyness and activity and running around like a chook with your head cut off. And Jesus is not running around like a chook with his head cut off. He's not trying to, oh, gee, the devil won that little skirmish as if he's faced by that. You know, it, it's, it, he's seated. He's at rest. 
He knows how this is going to unfold. He knows how this is going to be wound up in the end. He sees the beginning from the end. He's not faced by that. And when we take our seat with him, we will have a different perspective. We will have his perspective and it looks very different from where he sits to where it looks down here. Down here it looks like, you know, horrible things are going on. But up there it doesn't look like that because the one who's seated on his throne is not phased by what's going on. He's in a place of rest and peace. The victory's won. He knows how this is going to unfold. Whatever the devil comes up with is completely anticipated. He's got it sorted. He's not phased by it. And when we take our seat with him, we, we enter into that rest. And, and some of us just need to hear, stop and enter the rest. Stop. I, I used to be in corporate life as a general manager it's very easy to get kind of caught up in, I'm too busy to pray. Life's hectic, kids, activity, after school, there's just, life is busy. And, and, and he's saying, and Katie shared it, time to stop, time to draw near, renew your intimacy with the Lord, take your seat, be still, I've got it. And some of you have to hear this. Because I, I have to hear this. I have to speak this to myself. Time to stop. Time to slow down. Time to take my seat. Time to draw near to him. Ascend. And realise that he's got it. And, 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 and that's be, what being seated means. It means we, God's taking us into new realms of authority from his place of his finished work. He is now... King of kings, Lord of lords, and it's about rest. It's about recognising that we can enter into his rest. The other things that we have to shift, I remember spending weeks saying, God, if I'm really seated with you, how should I think? How should I think about myself? How should I think about the world? How should I think? And we, we need to, our thinking renewed, don't we? Because if we're the sons of the Most High God, seated with him in the heavenly realms, we have to not think like people. We have to learn how to kind of break that human mindset and human limitations and realise God doesn't live with those limitations and we need to unbraid ourselves of those kind of, that kind of thinking and that kind of limitation. First of all, we have to see ourselves as spirit beings. Second of all, we have to realise that with God nothing's impossible. So, so the kind of limitations that constrain what's possible, we have to lose. And third of all, we have to see ourselves as sons and daughters of the Most High God. We have to change our identity from how we see ourselves to how he sees us. And, and he doesn't see us as a wretched sinner that he's dragged out of the dirt and cleaned up and, you know, he, he, he sees us as sons and daughters, members of his family, and, and he wants to put a crown on your head and put a garment of righteousness on you and put a scepter in your hand and say, it's time for you to take your seat, son, daughter, and rule with me. Does that make sense? So I'm, I'm just going to wind up with that thought that, that God has raised us up with Christ. When we were united with Christ on the cross, 
we were joined to him. We became one with him. Christ in us, us in Christ. And when he died, we died. You, you have already passed through death into life. And you have been raised with him. And you've been now seated with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And, and that's the fullness of who you are. That is the truth of who you are. And, and you are a spirit being of light. When, when God said to, when God said, let us make man in our image, what, what's the image of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit? He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And the image and likeness of God is light and life. And when he made Adam, he made him a light creature. And, and of course, Adam sinned and his light became darkness. But in Christ, we have the light of the world living in us. Jesus Christ, who said, I am the light of the world, is living in us. You're, if, if we strip off this body of flesh and blood, you are a light creature because you have the light of lights in you. And Jesus said that the glory that I've received from the Father, I have given to them. You, you walking in glory. You are a light creature, a spirit light creature, walking in glory, clothed in a body of flesh. But that body of flesh will one day drop off and go to the grave, but that's not who you are. Who you are is a spirit light creature filled with the divine nature, clothed in glory, seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Amen. Amen. Woo, come on. If you want a fresh impartation, if you want fresh revelation of what the Word of God that's just been released today, His Word never comes back void. It's there for us to receive. If you want a fresh impartation today, then we want to invite you to come. And Pastor Phil, Pastor Julie, um, Pastor Peter and I will lay hands on you. If you want to be able to ascend in the glory realm, if you want to take your rightful place, if you want to be the bilocational, walk out the bilocational people that we are here on earth, but seated in heavenly realms, then come, come quickly, come out to the front because the Spirit of God is here and He is going to be releasing you into that today. So I invite you to come if you want that fresh impartation. It's not going to be long. It'll be a quick impartation. So what, just as we were saying, I heard the Lord say earlier, be ready. So He wants you to be ready. Open your heart to Him today. I'm going to pray over you all standing here before we release it. So just, it's going to help us to just focus on Jesus. Jesus, we thank You. We turn our affection to You, Lord God. He is the all-magnificent One the Holy One, the King of glory. Be preparing your heart before Him, ready. Seek Him with everything in you. We lift our heart to you. We give you our mind. We give you our thoughts, our emotions. We give you our body afresh as living sacrifices today. Yes, 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 yes. He's going to bring down the fire of God. Thank He'll bring it down to burn up and bring Thank forth. Oh, Lord God, I want to lead you into the throne. Can I do that? Yes, you can. First, I'm, gonna, I'm going to invite anyone who, before we pray for you, and before Katie and Peter and ourselves 